Hi, and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show, a podcast for counsellors and therapists. With me, Jane Travis, I'm an ex-counsellor that now helps other therapists to grow their practice and to attract more clients more easily. So let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome back. And if this is your first time, it's really great to have you here. I hope you're okay. I hope you're having a good day so far. Just a little bit of a weather report. It's just okay outside. (laughs) That's the best way to describe it. It's not dark. It's not blue skies. It's not grey. It's not windy. It's not rainy. It's just a little bit nothing. So that's a little bit better than it has been previously. Anyway, enough of the weather. You can tell I'm British, can't you? So what do I want to talk about today? Well, I want to talk about the fact that we're actually in a bit of a funny time of year. So at the point of me recording this, we're about to step into February. And I always struggle to say February. So anyway, it's it's a funny time of the year. You know, it's not a funny ha-ha. Nothing much is making me laugh at the moment. But it's a funny, weird sort of time of year here in the UK anyway. You know, the weather can be abysmal at this time of the year. It feels like Christmas was years ago, you know, and it feels like it's going to be a long time until you get another break. How do do you feel like that? Is that how it feels for you? I mean, at the moment, of course, we've got the cost of living crisis. That's not let up. So that can affect the ability of your clients to pay. Although I do want to just put the caveat in there that not all people are really that affected by the cost of living crisis. Yes, if people aren't very well off, it's going to be really affecting them. But there are plenty of people that are carrying on like without any difference in their living standards whatsoever. So try not to tell yourself that nobody can afford counselling because that just isn't true. But the fact that we're in this cost of living crisis really can bring up fears, can't it? You know, fears that nobody can afford therapy and that you're going to have to give up your practice and go and start, you know, stacking shelves somewhere. And, you know, that makes me shudder. You know, the thought of doing something like that is horrible. You know, so if you're feeling a bit like that, you know, it's not a very nice place to be. And like I say, February can be a really bleak month, can't it? You know, you've just been through Christmas. Maybe you're starting to get your, you know, credit card bills showing up and that's not very nice, is it? And like I say, February can be really bleak unless you're really loved up. If you're really loved up, that's fantastic. You know, all power to you because you've got Valentine's Day coming up. So that can be like a little oasis of loveliness and, you know, flowers in the middle of a very bleak desert. But if you're not loved up or if your relationship's going through a bad time, Valentine's Day can be a great reminder that your relationship's failing, that you're on your own and nobody loves you. So there, that's, you know, there we go. I did actually write a blog post all about five reasons why I don't like Valentine's Day. I'll see if I can remember to share it in in the notes. So yeah, February can be really, really bleak. So before I drive you to drink, you know, talking about how bleak February is. I want to just give you a suggestion. Here is something that you can try, and I call it a work diet. Okay. Now, first of all, the word diet makes me shudder. But yeah, it's a bit of a strange idea, I grant you, but I want you to hear me out. Because what I'm sort of saying is, what if I suggested that you only do the nutritious things in your business, things that are going to be helpful 
people things that are going to be necessary and things that are going to actually made a difference. So what if you get rid of all of the junk food activities? And I'm doing little air quotes there. So I'm talking about junk food activities. So things that are kind of busy stuff. So, you know, you might be thinking, right, Jane, have you just had a small sherry before you started talking? But look, bear with me. What would it be like if you stopped doing things that were taking time, but not moving the needle on your business? So you're feeling as though you're very, very busy, but you're not actually achieving anything. So it could be, what if you stopped tweaking things for the sake of it? Now we've all done it. I've done it. Everybody does it. Spend a couple of hours tweaking your website or tweaking your directory entry or tweaking your social media. It's so easy to start doing that. And it takes up a huge amount of energy. And if you're feeling a little bit spent at the moment, then it's best to conserve that energy. So if you recognize yourself there and you find that you're tweaking your website or tweaking whatever, it's all about trying to conserve your energy. So I would say one of the big things to do, if you if you are a tweaker, you'll recognize yourself. I would suggest that you use a timer. I use a timer for so many things. So I might say to myself, right, I want to spend some time working on the homepage of my website. So make sure that before you start doing the thing, be clear on what it is that you want to achieve and then give yourself the time to do it. So I would say, now, I think it's Parkinson's law who says that the your job will expand or contract according to the amount of time you give it. So if you give yourself a week to check out your homepage, it will take a week. If you give yourself a day to check out your homepage, it'll take a day. If you give yourself an hour, it'll take an hour. What happens if you give yourself 10 minutes? And that's what I suggest you do. Break it down to really, really tiny bits and say, right, I'm going to spend 10 minutes looking on my website and look if there's anything that I need to tweak that I can do quickly and easily and just do that. Because you don't want to be spending all day tweaking because at the end of it, you'll be tired and you've got nothing to show for it. So yeah, so that's the first thing I would say. If you're a tweaker, that sounds wrong, but if you're a tweaker, be aware of it, be aware when you're doing it and, you know, flag it up to yourself. Now, another thing that can really quickly take a lot of time and you not have a lot to show for it is good old social media, social media rabbit holes. And I think this is something that we can all have a tendency to do. If you use social media for business, it's easy to not only waste a lot of time, but it's really important to be aware of your mental state as well as you do it, because it's so easy to get caught up in comparisonitis and start feeling low and feeling like you've lost your confidence because it looks like everybody else knows what they're doing. Everybody else is doing it easily. They're doing it better than you. They're getting better results than you. And that could be really, really bad for your own mental health. Okay. So again, like we've just talked about, get get some time boundaries around this and try to be really honest with yourself. You know, are you actually researching or are you just doom scrolling? Honestly now, you know, which is it? Because if you're scrolling to do some research, I would say, again, set a timer. 
give yourself 10 minutes, 15 minutes to research something. And when the timer goes off, move away, do something else. So, you know, if you know that so- that social media is a bit of a a bit of a trigger for you and you'll go onto social media and you'll get caught up and you can spend a lot of time on that. I do this on reels. I have to be really careful. I had to come off TikTok because I spent so much time on there. I had to come off TikTok completely. But sometimes I look at reels. I cannot look at reels in the day because I can just lose a huge amount of time. So if I'm going to go on reels, I can do it at night. I allow myself to do that. But then I can end up going to bed very, very late because I'm caught up on them. So look, just be aware of what's happening for you. If you're recognising that in yourself, well, that's good. If you can recognise it, then you can do something about it. So yeah, if you're using social media and it's not, if you know, if hand on heart, you're not just looking at it for business, then that might be something that you want to just knock on the head. So the next thing that you can use, you know, in your food, not food diet, what am I saying, in your work diet is starting another CBD course when you don't really need to, okay? Now, I know very well, only too well, that there are so many different interesting things out there to learn about people, about about marketing, about therapy. There's loads and loads of things that are extremely interesting. But right now, if you're feeling a little bit like you've lost your mojo, right now is not the best time to do them because it's just another thing that you're giving yourself that's going to take energy away from you and your brain. And your brain could do with the break from that. So put the course that you're wanting to do on a list, you know, keep yourself, I call it a waiting list, have a waiting list. If you see a course come up and you think, God, I'd love to do that, write the name of the course, put the details down so that you know where to come back to when you're in a different place emotionally, not emotionally, but mentally, when you're in a different place energetically. Because if you're trying to do CBT courses when you're just not, you know, when you've just not got the bandwidth, you're probably not going to use it to the best of your ability. There's a good chance you'll do a little bit of it and then just give up on it. And then it'll be a waste of money or a waste of time. So again, if that's, if you're recognizing yourself there, be aware of that and, you know, be more, you know, just think more about what it is you're doing, where you're spending that time. And is this going to be something that you're going to be able to use? So that's CPD course that you're doing. Are you going to be able to finish doing that CBD course? CPD CPD course, can't get my worms out. <laughs> is that, sorry, I'm making myself laugh about that now because I talk, that's what I say with my kids. We say worms. I can't get my worms out instead of words. It's coming from like the two Ronnies. Sorry, I'm kind of digressing talking about worms. But if you're doing a CPD course and you're not going to be using it straight afterwards, if you're not going to be able to use that within your work or use that within your marketing or whatever, then maybe now's not the right time to do it. So put it on your waiting list and come back to it when you've got the energy to enable you to do that. Now, something else that's really easy to do, and that's spending too long in Facebook groups. This is something I used to do. I don't anymore. This is something I've stopped doing because I can see just how easy it is to just get caught up in Facebook groups, chatting about things, offering advice, taking advice, or sometimes seeing these arguments and fights that get started and kind of getting involved. I don't know if you've ever done that. I desperately try not to. 
In fact, I, I don't really, if I'm, if I'm honest, I don't really. I just stay away from it. I'm not very good at conflict at the best of times. So if I see it, I don't generally get involved. But if I see it, I'm affected by it. You know, seeing arguments and conflict affects me and it makes me feel twitchy. I don't like it and it makes me feel very unsettled. So it has an impact on me. So yes, these Facebook groups, there's loads of Facebook groups on every single thing you can possibly imagine. But just remember that, you know, we're the same as everybody else. Counselors are just the same as any other sort of types of people in the world. And that means that there's sometimes going to be disagreements or, you know, there might be things that are talked about that are stressful for you. So it might be that you get comparisonitis or you get, you know, you start with imposter syndrome or something like that. So it's a really good idea to allow yourself to be really aware of how things are for you when you're in these Facebook groups. You know, is there something going on that you don't want to welcome into your life? You know, because we don't want any more stresses in our lives than we have to. Life's life's stressful enough, isn't it? You know, let's give ourselves a break. So again, be really aware Take an honest look about how you're feeling in these Facebook groups. And if you need to, take a break. You know, just take a break or turn your notifications off or do something like that. Or maybe be a little bit more discerning about which Facebook groups that you go in. And if you know that there's certain Facebook groups where there often are lots of arguments, then come off them. So, for example, I've talked before, I was adopted as a baby and it's something I've been looking at and working on a lot lately. So I'm in some Facebook groups that are to do with adoption. And for me, there are times when that's really helpful and I'm learning and it's, you know, it could be helpful, but there are other times when you hear some heartbreaking stuff. There's some stuff there that makes you so angry. You know, there's such a lot of stuff going on. So I have to be very careful of my own mental health and I have to be really aware what's happening for me and I'm you know, I take a break from them if I'm feeling like it's, it's like it's having a negative effect on me I just take a break and you know do that and look after myself it's self-care isn't it so yeah like I say what about you are you recognizing yourself there at all something else that I know counselors do a lot is reading counseling books okay and buying counseling books for that matter but I know that counsellors are so passionate about what they do. They will, you know, want to read lots of counselling books. And again, there are so many interesting things to learn, so many subjects, so many, yeah, so many things that are just really interesting. It can be tempting to just read more and more books. But I'm going to make a gentle suggestion to maybe spend some time reading novels or something a little bit more lighthearted. Give yourself that balance there, because if you're feeling a bit, if you're feeling like you've lost your mojo, if you're feeling a bit stressed or pressurised, you put that book's not going to go anywhere. It's always going to be there. So maybe you can use that time that you were going to spend reading that book, doing something else that's going to be better for you. It's going to be more self-caring. You know, maybe like I say, just read a novel and just, you know, allow yourself to sit down on the sofa, put your feet up, get yourself a glass of wine or a cup of coffee or whatever, and just read a couple of chapters. And at the end of that, that's going to, well, just imagine how that would feel. What would you feel like if you were able to just go and do that now and compare that to if you then read a counselling book? So you read a counselling book and I know what I'm like. My little brain starts firing up and I think, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. I better make a note of that. 
And it starts my brain going, my brain starts ticking across and, you know, thinking of all these different things and my brain will then be full on, you know, completely wired. So, you know, again, if that's you, if you're recognising that you do that, like I say, those books will always be there. They're not going anywhere. Maybe you can read them when you've got the bandwidth for them. And maybe now is a time when you want to just hunker down you know, put the heating on as high as you can possibly afford and wrap yourself up in a nice warm blanket and read something that is just a nice thing to read. Now, I'm talking about this because I have a real tendency to overdo things. So I'm increasingly realising that there is a possibility that I've got ADHD, or at least if I haven't got full-on ADHD, I do have a lot of the traits. And one of those is that I get easily obsessed with things like my business. I love my business. And, you know, I started my business, got obsessed with it. And that could be a really good thing. You know, passion is a great thing in your business. You know, there's, there's no doubt about that. But what that can do, for me at least, it means that I can throw myself into it and I can pile up more and more things to do, more and more things to learn, more and more things to think about and consider. And that can then lead me to burnout. I've had burnout, you know, and it's it's not so nice, is it? I'm constantly trying to increase my self-care. It's not something that comes easily to me. And I know it's not something that comes easily to a lot of people. So if that sounds like you and self-care isn't something that comes easily to you and you you find it easier to, you know, care about other people, well, that's something that you can maybe, you know, take a leaf out of my book and start really focusing on it. And that's literally why I'm talking about this today. So, you know, it's good that you're doing this, the work. It's good that you're interested in marketing. It's good that you're doing this, good that you're learning how to grow and run your practice. Absolutely. Hats off to you. But I want to invite you to take a step back and take an honest look at your patterns regarding this. Are you using your precious time to do activities that you don't really want to do, you don't need to do, you don't enjoy doing, or that aren't actually working for you? So for example, are you on more than one social media platform? Because if you are actually wasting time, you only need to be on one, okay? And this is something that I've been doing a lot lately. I've been focusing on the important activities to make sure that my business keeps functioning and that my members are happy, the members in my Grow Your Private Practice membership, keeping them happy. But what I've been doing is I've been stepping away from activities that are draining energy from me activities that really aren't necessary at the moment. And this has helped me to conserve my energy so that I can practice my own self-care. And I prefer to sit and read a chapter of a book than spend an hour browsing on social media for no apparent reason. Okay, so what we've really been talking about today is, I've called it a work diet. I guess another phrase for that is working smarter, not harder. Let's not waste time doing things that aren't going to move the needle. That's that's just that's just a waste, isn't it? Now, as you know, I run the Grow Your Private Practice membership. And one of the things about being a member is that you're going to learn what are the activities that you need to do to actually move the needle so that you're not wasting lots of time. And I really help people to see what time they've got and be able to make the most of that time available. 
Now, as I say, we're just about to go into February and I just want to talk to you briefly about the fact that we've got some fantastic events coming up in February. At the moment, we've just started the the private practice roadmap live. So I'm teaching live the private practice roadmap. So we're looking at things like mindset, niche, website, social media, content, all those good things. And in February, we're going to be focusing on niche. So we're going to have a look at what's the, why do we have a niche in the first place, how it can help you build your therapeutic relationship and why that's important. I'm going to help you to learn how to read your client's mind so that you know what you need to say on your website, you know what you need to talk about on your social media. We also look at the importance of the language that we use in marketing and how that can form those connections and sort of start to grow those relationships. We also have a a big workshop that's called Attracting Your Dream Clients, an introduction to the seedling niche. In that, I'm going to be talking about introducing the seedling niche And that's going to really, really help you to work out who it is that you want to work with. And then at the end of the month, we're going to have a a question and answer session that's focusing on niche. So if you want to work smarter, not harder, why not come and join us? Because you'll be doing the things, you'll be doing the marketing activities that are going to make a difference. Not only that, you're going to get, you know, you're going to be with other counsellors as well, which is a great thing to do. So if you're interested, go and check it out. It's growyourprivatepractice.co.uk and you'll find the details there. And if you have any questions, then please just let me know. Thanks for listening to Grow Your Private Practice show. And I'd love to connect with you on social media. So why not follow me on Instagram? You'll find me at Grow Your Private Practice. Or if you're on LinkedIn, it's Jane Travis and it's Jane without a Y. Come along, say hi. I'd love to meet you. And if you come and follow me, you'll stay updated on the latest episodes and any other tips, tricks, thoughts or ideas that I have that are going to help you to attract more clients more easily. You can also send me a DM or tag me in your posts to share your thoughts, your feedback or any questions about the show. I'd love to hear from you. So, you know, head on over to my social media accounts and let's connect. So that's it. So goodbye for this week and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me this week. And if you're ready to take action to grow your practice, check out growyourprivatepractice.co.uk. Bye for now.